0: Welcome to AJHP Voices, now comprising interviews on contemporary pharmacy issues and discussions with AJHP authors. The service was formerly known as AJHP Podcasts. AJHP is the official journal of ASHP. This is William Zelmer for AJHP Voices. Before introducing my guests, I want to encourage listeners to give ASHP feedback on the AJHP Voices program. At your convenience, please click on the listener survey at the AJHP Voices website and answer the questions there. It will take less than two minutes, and your responses will help ensure that this program is serving listeners well. The topic for this interview is Update on Pharmacy Technician Workforce Development. With me are Douglas Shekelhoff, ASHP Vice President for Practice Advancement, and Janet Sylvester, ASHP Vice President, Accreditation Services. Efforts by health system pharmacists to reform their practice model depends to a large extent on enhancing the role of pharmacy technicians. For a number of years, ASHP has advocated that all pharmacy technicians complete standardized training. Be certified by the Pharmacy Technician Certification Board, and be licensed by state boards of pharmacy. This discussion with two ASHP staff leaders is intended to update listeners on recent developments related to enhancing the role of technicians. Doug, what is the current status of ASHP's advocacy initiative to get states to require training, PTCB certification, and licensure for technicians?
1: Well, we continue to advocate for ASHP's official position that technicians should go through an ASHP accredited training program, that they should be certified by PTCB, and that they should be licensed with state boards of pharmacy. So we work very closely with our state affiliate organizations to advocate for these changes in state legislation or regulation where it might apply. And each year, there are a number of states that do take up this requirement and pursue change.
0: So it continues to be an active initiative by ASHP, as I'm hearing you say. Can you say how many states have requirements that are in line with ASHP's policy?
1: Well, I would say that there's really one state that has perfect alignment with those requirements, and that's North Dakota. There are a number of states like Wyoming or Texas, West Virginia and Louisiana that have close alignment. And what we find in many states is that they may have a a requirement for training but it may not specify that it's it's accredited training. And uh, many times it's training that's approved by the the state board. And so that's probably the biggest gap in in many states is around the training requirement.
0: Janet, let me turn to you. The the Pharmacy Technician Certification Board some time ago announced a significant change in the qualifications uh, necessary for taking the certification exam. Uh, Please explain that change.
2: There were three primary changes One is that criminal background checks will be required for new candidates applying for the PTCB certification exam. They have not established a start date for that requirement yet. Additionally, recertification, which currently requires 20 hours of CE, as of April of 2014, one of those hours will have to be patient safety related. And I think the biggest, most significant change is that by 2020, Successful completion of an ASHP-ACPE pharmacy technician training program will have to be completed before initial applicants can sit for the certification exam.
0: Okay, well, we'll come back to some other points relating to accredited training in a moment. But, Doug, let me ask you next. To what extent have pharmacy technicians who are currently in the workforce completed accredited training and become PTCB certified?
1: We do track the percentage of pharmacy technicians who have completed an accredited training program or who have become PTCB certified who work in hospitals and health systems. And we do that each year through the ASHP National Survey as part of our tracking data for the PPMI initiative. And currently in hospitals, about 14 to 15 percent of technicians have completed an ASHP accredited training program, and about 70% have completed PTCB certification. There's not a lot of data on what technicians outside of hospitals have done in terms of training and certification, but uh, what data we have seen would suggest that the percentages are similar. Okay.
0: Janet, ASHP began accrediting pharmacy technician training programs more than 30 years ago. Recently, ASHP and the Accreditation Council for Pharmacy Education announced that they are going to collaborate on accreditation of technician training programs. Why did ASHP and ACPE decide to do this?
2: Well, in 2010 and then I think in 2011, a task force that was associated with NABP made some recommendations that... ACPE and ASHP collaborate on the accreditation of pharmacy technicians and so we decided that was a good idea and so the creation of this new accrediting body we believe is a critical step in the evolution of pharmacy technician training and it helps assure the level of preparation for employers and pharmacists in really all settings. We've been long standing supporters of standardized education of pharmacy technicians and ACPE, and their long experience in accreditation of pharmacist training will help us do that.
0: Could you give us a sense of the current status then of uh, developing this joint accreditation program?
2: Yes, last year, about this time actually, we had a call for nominations for the new commission, which is the Pharmacy Technician Accreditation Commission which is formed separately from the existing Commission on Credentialing at ASHP for Residency Training. And we now have appointed our new commission, which has broad and diverse representation, and they will begin their official work separate from the Commission on Credentialing this May. So they will meet twice a year. They will review all of the technician-accredited program surveys that have been conducted and make recommendations for status of accreditation to both the ASHP and the ACPE boards of directors.
0: So when you say uh, beginning the official work of this joint commission in May, that's May 2015, is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. How many technician training programs are currently accredited?
2: There are about 273 programs that are in the accreditation process. The great majority of those are already accredited, but there are a few that have not yet been surveyed.
0: Well, I imagine it's uh, difficult to know exactly how many technicians complete accredited training each year, but you probably have a definite fix on how many technicians take the PTCB exam every year. Can you give us that number?
2: Yeah, I can tell you that last year, over 54,000 took the exam, but over 41,000 actually passed the exam. The average pass rate for many years has been about 75%. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, that's uh, really a striking number, a very large number. Uh, Would it be safe to say that there's probably currently a, a very sizable gap? between the demand for taking the PTCB exam and those who have completed accredited technician training?
2: There is definitely a gap. The issue we have right now is that we're a little unclear about what the demand is for trained pharmacy technicians, and so we will be working to try to identify what that number is so that we can actually project how many additional training programs will be needed by 2020 to help support PTCB's new requirements. We are looking at how many programs exist, how many uh, technicians actually graduate each year, and then trying to estimate demand. Mm
0: -hmm. I assume ASHB will be issuing some information as you begin collecting those numbers and information on what the strategy is going to be to uh, maybe close any gap. Would that be a safe assumption?
2: Yes, absolutely. And we've recently had a stakeholder meeting in conjunction with PTCB and ACPE talking with a number of employers and other interested parties about plans for expanding the capacity of pharmacy technician training programs.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds like a very positive step. That sounds good. Doug, let me turn back to you. Uh, Do you have any advice for pharmacy practice leaders and leaders of state societies of health system pharmacists with respect to fostering uh, expanded accredited technician training?
1: Sure do. You know, certainly for pharmacy practice leaders, first and foremost, they should set the bar for training certification and registration high within their own shop. And so they should really be doing their best to hire only those uh, technicians who have completed uh, an accredited training program and have become PPCB certified, and I think beyond that, uh, also working with the accredited training programs in their area and actively recruiting graduates of those training programs to help build that demand and, and help reinforce and support those programs. And then third, I would suggest that they seek ways to help with the experiential training component of those training programs. Some of the challenges I think that these training programs have is identifying experiential sites where they can send the technician trainees in hospitals and and state uh, societies can help facilitate those types of training experiences uh, and make the programs even better.
0: Janet, um, I've seen reports in the news media about concerns in Congress and in the Federal Department of Education over the practices of for-profit colleges and educational institutions. And I know that some of those entities have programs for pharmacy technicians. How do these concerns affect the nation's capacity to prepare an adequate number of pharmacy technicians?
2: That's a really good question. And we've been following that closely, as you might imagine. Interestingly, there were probably a pretty significant number of programs that were accredited by ASHP that were associated with the for-profit entities that were being investigated by the Department of Education. But to date, less than 10 programs that were accredited or either in the accreditation process were negatively affected by that investigation. Some of the programs have been sold and the accreditation is expected to be maintained. So to date, while everything hasn't completely shaken out as a result of these investigations, we expect the impact to actually be minimal.
0: Well, stepping back from these issues of training and certification, I'd like to ask each of you, and Doug, maybe we'll start with you, what is your own vision for the next five years about the role of technicians in health system
1: pharmacy? There's no question that technicians will continue to play a very significant role in hospitals and other types of pharmacy settings. Their role will be evolving and expanding, and we've seen that for a number of years, and there's no indication that that will slow. They will continue to play a significant role in the preparation and distribution of medications, and to a growing extent, will be taking on more non traditional roles, and we continue to track data On these new roles through our ASHP National Survey. The one that we've seen the biggest increase in has been around medication reconciliation, where a technician will go in and visit with the patient and obtain the initial medication list when they are admitted to the hospital. That has increased by 60% just in the last few years that we've been tracking data. So that's an example of a non traditional role that we expect will continue, and it's an important role within uh, hospitals as, as patients are admitted. Janet, what are your perspectives on this?
2: Well, I agree with what Doug has already said, that the scope and roles of pharmacy technicians will continue to expand to support the expanding roles of pharmacists. And that much of the distribution functions in pharmacies can be delegated to well-trained technicians, especially when they use fail-safe technologies such as barcoding and the importance of the technician's preparation as part of the pharmacy workforce really can't be underscored enough. Their growth and advancement really parallels that of the pharmacist. And as we see the growth and advancement and expanded roles of pharmacists, so too will we see a commensurate change with the growth and roles of pharmacy technicians. One thing that we are also seeing is changes in what the boards of pharmacies in many states are doing with regard to work that can be assigned to pharmacy technicians. So I think as we continue to standardize the education and training of our technicians, we'll see the boards of pharmacy more willing to delegate duties to those well-trained individuals.
0: Douglas Shekelhoff and Janet Sylvester, thank you very much for taking time to have this discussion about the pharmacy technician workforce. This is a postscript recorded on January 16, 2015. The interview with Douglas Shekelhoff and Janet Sylvester was recorded in mid-November 2014. In early January 2015, the Pharmacy Technician Certification Board announced a change in policy That requires an update on one bit of information in the interview. PTCB's new announcement said that it has decided not to require criminal background checks for initial applicants for its technician certification program. PTCB said that it is continuing its current policy of requiring applicants to fully disclose all criminal and state board of pharmacy registration or licensure actions. This updates a statement made by Janet Sylvester in the interview. Before signing off, let me again encourage listeners to give ASHP feedback on the AJHP Voices program, including suggestions for future topics. Please go to the website, ajhpvoices.org, and complete the brief listener survey there. Your input will be much appreciated. That concludes this interview. For more information about AJHP, please visit www.ajhp.org.